Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Thanks, Ben and Beth. Aren't they doing a great job leading us this week uh, from uh, our studio here in Romsey? Uh, well, hi, welcome. It's good to be with you. As mentioned, my name is Sim, Sim Dendy, and I have the privilege of being the senior leader of Freedom Church. And, and the reason I mention my name is, is the fact that when I was uh, going out with my now wife, Lottie, and we were much younger, uh, we were teenagers, and my wife said to me, she said, wouldn't it be funny if your middle name was Paul? I said, well, why would that be funny? She said, then you would be Sim Paul, which she thought was hilarious. Unfortunately, what she didn't know was my middle name was and is Paul. And so therefore, I am Sim Paul. My real name is Simeon, but it's got shortened over the years to Sim and Simple, which my family think is hilarious, that Simple is literally my name. And today we're talking about Simplicity. We are talking about simplicity, so I guess it's in my name, it's in my nature, and we're going to talk about simplicity as part of our Unhurry series, these four practices of unhurry. We've talked about slowing, we've talked about silence, and this week we're going to talk about simplicity. But here's my first thought for you. Simple is never easy. Simple is never easy. If simple was easy, everybody would do it, but they don't because it's hard to do things simply. Jesus said a lot of very simple things that were very hard to do. He said things like, sell your possessions and give them to the poor. That's a very simple act, not very easy to do. Jesus said, love your neighbour as yourself. And depending upon your neighbour, that might be quite challenging, or the people you come across, can you love your neighbours yourself? Jesus said, uh, he went even further, he said, love your enemies. He said, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Jesus said lots of simple things. He said, no one can serve two masters. You, can not, you can't serve both God and money a very simple understanding that's hard to do. He also went on and said these words, it's very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. He said it's, it's, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And for centuries, theologians have been arguing about camels and needles and whether it was a literal sense or whether it's something to do with the gate in Jerusalem or something else. And they forget the first half of the sentence, which was very simple. It's harder to get into heaven if you've got loads of money. And we've made simple things complex, probably trying to avoid the reality of what Jesus was saying. Jesus said a lot of things while he was on earth, a lot of very simple things. And a large chunk of what he said, uh, maybe 25, 30% of the sayings of Jesus have got to do with stuff, possessions, money, wealth, belongings. He talked a lot about that because he knew it'd be the thing that holds us back from truly following him. The rich young ruler that came to Jesus, I've done everything. He says, sell all your possessions and follow me. And the rich young ruler went away crestfallen. He thought, I can't do that. You see, the challenge is for us in this Western world that we live in is this thing called the gospel of stuff. The gospel of stuff is all about the more you have the happier you will be. The more clothes, the more gadgets, the more, I don't know, sporting goods, golf clubs, fishing rods, 
Bikes, you can't buy bikes now. They've just sold out everywhere because everyone is buying them. Maybe it's all about buying homes or having the right career or having the right pension portfolio uh, to, you know, that kind of when I get fill in the blank, then I will be happy. That's the gospel of stuff. The gospel of stuff is a simple equation. More stuff equals more happiness. It's a form of deceit, this gospel of stuff. It tells you that if you have a particular product, it will make you more confident. It will impress other people. It will make you feel powerful. Have you ever noticed how no perfume advert ever says to you, this smells nice? No perfume advert ever says, do you want a free sample of it before you buy it? No, they're selling you a concept, an idea, which we get our identity from. We get our identity from the, the products that we wear, the stuff we possess, the, the I am what I buy, I am what I drive, I am the postcode I live in. And the secret of this gospel of stuff, the secret of this advertising world that we live in is not selling you something you actually need, it's selling you the desire for something you don't need. In 1906, Coca-Cola's advert for their drink was that it relieves fatigue. It's a useful drink. It will stop you feeling tired. A hundred years later, they're now, what are they saying? They're saying, taste the feeling. Drink the drink, taste the feeling. What does that even mean? Who cares? Buy our product. It will make you feel great. No advert ever says, buy this car. It's got brake pads that last for a really long time or miles per gallon that goes on forever. It just says we can have it for you ready in red or whatever colour you want. You're worth it. You deserve it. Have as much of it as you want. We'll find a way to help you pay for it. It doesn't really matter. Will Smith, the uh, actor, the American actor, said these words, too many people are buying stuff they can't afford to impress people that they don't like. Shopping has become the new religion. It was the number one leisure activity in our country before lockdown. And get this, after a slight pause, it's still the number one leisure activity in the UK. It's just we've found a new way of doing it. We found and created new ways of buying stuff. We get our meaning in life from what we consume. And it is just, it's not just filling up our wardrobes and our garages, it's filling up our lives too much unnecessary stuff causes stress and makes our lives complicated and complex. It's not simple. God doesn't mind you having stuff, but he does mind that stuff getting a grip on you. It's not just our finances, but it's our time, it's our energy, it's our relationships. And our God is a jealous God. He wants our attention. He wants our worship. He wants us to live a simple life focused on him. So what is happening right now in the biggest health scare we have ever seen in our lifetimes? What's happening? Have some vouchers. Go shopping. Have some discounts go buy some food. Let's delete the, 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 the tax on buying new houses. Go get yourself a new home. Go on holiday. We'll fix the quarantine system. Do what you need to. You're worth it. You deserve it. You've given up so much. We'll give you everything we can to help you kickstart back in to the gospel of stuff. Even though we have so much of it 
already. It is swamping us, creating huge debt and massive storage issues. Get this, most new homes don't have a garage and all they provide you with is a tiny shed in the garden that doesn't fit in all your belongings you need to store. There's no storage spaces. So guess what? We now have storage warehouses on every motorway where you can hoard all your stuff as much as you want and pay someone to gather your stuff and look after it. John Rockefeller, who was in his lifetime the most wealthiest person in the world, was asked the question, how much is enough? And he famously answered, just a little bit more. The truth is we want more. But what if more stuff equaled more stress? What if more stuff equals more hours required to go to the office to pay for it? More hours to maintain it, more years to work for it, more stuff to organise, to coordinate, to update and look after. This drive to possess can become the engine of hurry. It is exhausting and relentless. There is never an end to our natural desire. So let me just give you four Bible-based principles that will help you and I simplify our lives as we seek to unhurry. Number one, simplicity is always less. Simplicity is less, less. It's all about uncluttering, removing, deleting, getting rid of. Can you reduce down what you already have? Um, my, my family laughed at me because when I was when we were on lockdown, the lockdown started. I got really ill. I was in I was quarantined to my room for like seven days, and they wouldn't let me out. And towards the end of that time, I was starting to get better, but they still they would put the tray of food through the door, kind of thing, and then slam it shut behind them. Uh, didn't want to catch anything from me, and I just started emptying out my wardrobe. I thought I've got so much stuff, and I just kind of got rid of things. I deleted things. I threw things out onto the hallway. I thought if I can't come out, you'll have to sort that pile of clothes out. And I got rid of. So so much stuff from my wardrobe. And I did my special Marie Kondo rolling and, and folding of my clothes, of which I've been you know, ridiculed by my family. And I, I've got these beautiful drawers, I can just open them up and everything's there on display. Delightful. And some of you maybe appreciate that. Some of you are thinking, who is he talking about? Have a look for Marie Kondo online and see what she does about tidying up and only keep things that give you a spark of joy. Beautiful. But get rid of your stuff, have less. In the Bible, in 1 Timothy 6, it says these words. After all, it says, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world and we can't take anything with us when we leave. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. The writer there, Paul, is saying, you only need two things, food and clothing. That's it. Everything else is surplus. I know at this point, some of you are struggling with what I'm saying. You're thinking, you can't be serious, Tim. I need this, and you're listing in your head all the things you need. According to Scripture, we need two things, food and clothing. That's, Jesus went even further. He said in Matthew 6, I tell you, don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Even food and clothing, Jesus is questioning, saying, is it really that important? Your life is more important than all the other stuff you worry about. Less really is more. Luke 12 says, beware, guard yourself against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. We have so much stuff, but little contentment. The Western world has the, probably the most stuff 
It is the most wealthy. And, and, and you might not think you're very wealthy, but if you're watching today this talk on some kind of device, some sort of electronic device, you are in the top 10% of the world's most wealthy. We have wealth, and yet seemingly we are the most anxious and depressed in our developed nations. Number one, simplicity is less. Number two, simplicity brings contentment. Simplicity is contentment. Psalm 23, probably the most famous psalm in the whole of the Bible, says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Full stop. I, I don't need anything else. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We need to learn to be content, to pause before you buy that latest item, to think, what is the real cost of buying that or making that decision? What is the real cost? Not the label price, not the cash, but the cost of maintaining it, of spending time with it, of time away from family, of, of, of what we'll do with that, of the stress or the anxiety or the worry it might cause you. What is the cost of that? What is the cost of that, the person who made that product in the first place, to consider, is this really the right product to be buying? What is the ethical chain to purchasing that item? There's so many questions we could ask about that. Do I have peace before I buy that item? Can I be content and say no? Can I walk away from making that purchase? Is it an impulse buy? Did I just have a little reaction there to the latest advert I saw? Or do I need just to kind of sleep on it or pray about it or speak to a friend or a spouse about it? Am I rushing into something I need to slow down on? 1 Timothy 6 verse 6 says, True godliness, true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Godliness and contentment is wealth. Simplicity is being content with what you have. Thirdly, simplicity is being generous. Generous living, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Is in the Bible, Acts chapter 20. Giving is always better than receiving, is better than getting. But to be the one to be generous, to be the one to go first, we can't take it with us. So let's be generous while we can with what we have, to offer all that we have to those around us, to be the first when we get out of lockdown to buy the round of drinks and say, I'd love to offer you a drink and not expect anything in return. To be the first, not the one waiting for a return. To be generous. That breaks the hold on give, give, sorry, getting and getting. We want to give and give and give. To be generous. Simplicity is generosity. And fourthly, simplicity is freeing. It's freedom. It's free. There is so much stuff around us which is free. Simple is free. We can enjoy things without owning things. The sunset or the sunrise, whichever you prefer, which end of the day, the local park or the countryside, a great smell of beautiful coffee that's just been ground and poured and put in front of you. Amazing. A home-cooked meal surrounded by family or friends, a slow walk through the country with a great mate, the being able to breathe deeply, to wonder at all the beauty around us. Ecclesiastes 2 says a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. Simplicity is free. There's so much around us to enjoy. 
So there are a few ways that we can become more simplistic in our lifestyles. We can choose to be uh, to declutter our lives. We can learn to be content. We can be generous with what we have and we can enjoy all the free stuff around us. These are good practical Bible-based suggestions, um, but the ultimate, as I finish, the ultimate antidote to the gospel of stuff is to seek first the kingdom of God, to seek first the kingdom of God. What if, here's my thought for you, what if Jesus was right? What if Jesus, you know, the son of God, the, the God who made us, who created us, who made us in his image, who knows everything about us, what if God sent his son Jesus to tell these things, these truths for us because he was right and he knew what was good for us. He knew there was a better way of living, that there was seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Matthew 6 reminds, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. All the stuff you want, we'll fix that. But first, give your attention and give your energy and your priority to the kingdom of God. What if more stuff equals less of what matters most. Less time, less financial freedom, less generosity, less peace, less focus, less mental health, less creativity, less on relationships, less margin, less prayer, less time for God, less of what we were meant to be and born to be. Simplicity is not easy but it is one of the practices of being an apprentice of Jesus Christ. The Jesus way is simple, simply living for him. Jesus' words that we mentioned at the beginning are very simple. They're just not easy. Simplicity is not the only answer to an unhurried life, but it is one of the answers. It is not cheap. It will cost you to live simply. It will cost you to follow Jesus and live life his way. It will cost you far more not to live his way. Seek God first and then you'll want less stuff. Seek God first and then you'll be more content. Seek God first and you'll be more generous. Seek God first and you will see all the beautiful freeing things all around you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Let us pray, shall we? Father God, I pray for all those watching right now. Lord, you give us strength to live simple lives to find a simpler way of living, to live in step with you, to deliberately and intentionally seek first your kingdom, your gospel, your way of living, that we would be simpler and we would be more focused on the things that really matter, that loving you and loving those around us before anything else takes over. Lord, give us strength to be people that declutter that people who find generous ways of living, to be content with what we've got and to enjoy all you've given to each one of us. Thank you, Father God. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.